0: Welcome to the Renew Life Church Podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. My name is Keith, and I'm uh, one of the associate pastors here, and just have the privilege of getting to share the, the word with you today and share a message with you. Um, I'm, just, I'm just really blessed I, uh, just by worship today and just getting a chance to focus on Jesus, to remember him to remember how good he is. Can we just take a moment and just go back to that day when you gave your life to him? Do you remember the day? Do you remember where you were at? I remember seventh grade for me, I was at a church camp, and I remember I was sitting with all my, my friends, and uh, you know, it was, it's one of those awkward moments when you're a, a seventh grader, and you're a youth, and you're kind of like, man, I really want to follow Jesus, but I also want to still have friends. You know what I'm saying? And, you, and I just remember feeling just urged to get up from my seat and go down to the altar and get on my knees and just give my life to him. And can I just tell you, it's the best decision I've ever made in my life. Amen. Do you remember the day? Do you remember the day that you gave your life to him? I'm hoping as we, as we talk today and as, this, as we go along in this message that um, you would just be reminded of that. And, uh, and honestly, that would just bless you today. Uh, last week, we, we kind of got into a, one of those messages where, you, as the preacher, you're not sure if people are going to come back the next Sunday. You know what I mean? You know, so you're like, no, I don't know what you mean. I'm not a preacher. Well, there's these messages that you can preach, and you're wondering, man, it may come across a little harsh. But we, we talked last week about losing your life for him, giving up your life for him. What did we mean by that? Well, when we give up the plan that we have for our life, what happens is we gain the life that God has for us. When we lose our life for his sake, we give up our life for the good news, for Jesus, for the gospel. Guess what? We don't just lose something. We actually gain something better in return. And that's his life for us. Today, I kind of want to continue to talk around this subject Um, But I want to come from a different angle, and I want us to talk about what it truly means to follow. What does it really mean to follow Jesus? What did Jesus tell us? He said, deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow. Come on, everyone say follow. He said, deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. So what does it really mean to, to follow? What does it look like? What does it smell like? What does it taste like? What does it sound like? to really follow. If you have your Bible today, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 11, and uh, this is going to be our main text today. If you've never read this this portion of scripture in the message, um, it is one of my favorite. I love the way that the translator put this. This is Jesus talking, and look what he says in verses 28 through 30. He says, Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. I love this next line. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Wives, look at your husband and say you need a little more rhythm. Okay, nobody did that. Fine, just do what you want. It's okay. You don't have to. Wives, look at your husband and say you need a little more rhythm. Look at your wives. Look at your husband and say, "Take me on a date and take me dancing." Go, go ahead. Hey, we're just strengthening marriages in here. That's all we're doing. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Jesus says, "Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly." Isn't that good? Today, I want to title this message, Walking with Jesus. Walking with Jesus. Would you pray with me? Jesus, we welcome you into this place. I thank you that you're here, that you're walking up and down and through these aisles today. Holy Spirit, we just invite you here as well. We ask you to lead, and we ask you to guide us into the truth of your word. God, I pray that today would be all of you and none of me. We glorify you today. We lift up the name of Jesus, the Son of God, and say, you be high and lifted up. We take our focus and we take our attention off of our our, our worries, our cares, and we lay them at the feet of Jesus right now so that we can hear your word. God, we pray today that we would have good soil for your seed to land on, that it would be good soil. Our hearts are open. Our minds are ready to hear what you have to say to us today. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. If you agree, say amen. Amen, amen. I want to start by asking you this question today. Um, I don't know if you've ever been doing something before and you've had somebody come and try and help you do what you're doing. And you've probably, we're just going to start off by testifying this morning. If you've ever said these words, raise your hand. I can do it myself. If you've ever said, if you've ever heard your kids say, I can do it myself, raise your hands. Well, I had I had one of these moments with uh, my son Jackson. This was a couple of years ago. I think he was around five or six, and and um, we're out in the backyard. It's when we lived in Amarillo, and we're we're uh, just just playing. It's the summertime. There's not much going on. He's bored, and so I teach him the greatest game ever created. You know what that is? Throw the ball onto the roof. Anybody ever played the, the game where you throw the ball onto the roof and then you run and catch it? All right, three people in this section. All right, see. Y'all really know God. The Holy Spirit is with you. All right. There's if you we were playing this game and he was bored. I was like, all right, here's what we do. I'm gonna throw the ball up on the roof, and then you're gonna run and you're gonna judge it and you're gonna catch it. And so we start playing, and I'll just be honest, my dude is is on the struggle. All right. He he he's mistiming it. He's running past it, behind it. He ain't catching anything. And 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 I kind of sit back, I'm wondering, are you my kid? I have more athletic genes than what I'm seeing right now. I need to. I need to see more, and, and he's running around. He's just on the struggle, and, and so I go to do what a good dad does, and I start coaching him up. Any of you dads ever coached your son up before? I'm coaching him up. Hey, you got to do this, and you got to do that. When the ball hits your hands, you squeeze it, and you actually you, you catch it. It's not supposed to hit the ground, and I'm being sarcastic just like that with my son, and I, I need help, I know, but I'm like, hey, this is what you do, and I'm coaching him up, and finally he turns to me, and he says the phrase that we've all heard. He looks me right in my eyes and says, I can do it myself. Now, you want to know what I thought whenever he said, I can do it myself? I thought, oh, you can do it yourself. Hmm? You're six. I'm 30. Do you know how many balls I have thrown on roofs before? I'm the, I'm very talented when it comes to this game, right? Like like if anybody's got skills in a game, it's this one and it's me, right? You I can't even help you and coach you. No, I can do it myself. And I remember when he said that, I kind of had a moment. And I was like, "Okay, let's see if you can." And I remember I grabbed the lawn chair and I set it right out in the middle of the yard. I said, "Okay, You can do it yourself. I'll be right here whenever you need some help. He proceeds to throw the ball onto the roof, and it gets worse and worse and worse. He's not even smelling the ball. He's so far away from it. I mean, he is, it just gets worse and worse until finally he breaks, and guess what he does? He comes over to Dad, and he says, Dad, can you help me? Can you help me? You see, my son, he had the right intentions. He had the right motivation. He just wanted to do it right. He just wanted to figure it out. He wanted to be successful. But he made a mistake that many of us as Christians make every single day. And here's the mistake he made. He tried to do it all by himself when we were never created by God to do anything by ourselves. We were never created to live this life and do things independently. Can I just tell you, independence is an American value. It is not a scriptural value. We were created to need Jesus. And can I tell you, just like, uh, just like I did with my son and I sat down in my chair that day and I said, if you need me, come, uh, uh, just come to me, I'll help you. God does the same thing with you and me. He will not force his way onto us. He will not make us do anything. As long as we want to do things all by ourselves, you know what God will do? He will sit in his lawn chair called the throne room of God and he will wait until we're finally ready to come to him and say, Father, can you help? Can you help? I think this is what God is looking for in every single one of us. You need to know today that God actually created you to follow someone. Followship is inside of your DNA. You are not called to make it on your own. You are not called to strive all in your own effort and, and, and do it all by yourself. No, you are actually created by God to need him and to need others. If you were to look into Scripture today, read all throughout Scripture, and I've I've read a lot of Scripture in my day, and I've got a long way to go, and in no way have I figured out God. But time and time again, you know what I run into? I run into people needing God, and I, I run into people needing people. He says we're the body of Christ. That each part needs one another. See, God created us to need someone. And guess who he created us to follow? He created us to follow a man named Jesus. Did you know today that you need Jesus in every single area of your life? You say, yeah, I've I've come to church one time before. I got that message the first time I came. Do you remember? Do you live your life? Knowing that you actually need Jesus in every single part of your life. When it comes to your kids, you need Jesus. When it comes to your parenting, you need Jesus. When it comes to your marriage, everyone knows we need Jesus. Comes to our job, our finances, we need Jesus. What did Jesus tell us in Matthew chapter 11? He said, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Here's what Jesus was saying. Are you tired of trying to do it all by yourself? Isn't that what religion is? Religion is trying to do it all so that God will love you a little bit more. Religion is trying to get it all right so maybe you'll have the favor and blessing of God in your life. We, we all know about the grace of God, but the truth is, do we actually live in it and react like the grace of God is present in our life? Come on, I'm kind of preaching to myself today, but I know the grace of God. I know about the favor of God. I know about the blessing of God, that it has nothing to do with anything that I do. It has everything to do with what Jesus did on the cross. That's how we get blessed. That's how favor is on our life. That's, it's because of the grace of God. Yet I find myself doing things in order to get God to do something for me. In other words, the grace of God hasn't sunk so deep into my heart that I'm actually letting go of my life and trusting him in every single area. And Jesus told us, he said, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Are you burned out trying to do it all by yourself? I love the next line. He says, come to me. Come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. If you need rest in here today, would you just raise your hand? Like, Man, I would love everybody raise their hand. All right, I'm going to use that one forever now. It gets a good response. We all need rest. We won't rest. He says, I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me. And you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I love that first phrase where he says, come to me. You know, as I was preparing the message this week, I kind of started to, to think about it Monday and Tuesday. And, and usually by about Tuesday at the end of kind of my time with the Lord, I'm, I'm kind of getting a direction. I'm kind of, okay, I kind of see what you're saying, God. I, I kind of know what you want me to preach next Sunday. Well, well this Tuesday rolls around and, and I'm, I'm even wondering if I'm saved. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm not, I'm not, hearing, I'm not hearing anything. Like I'm just like, okay, I, all right, God, I trust you. You always provide a message, you always have, you'll do it again, so I I just relax, let it go, get to Wednesday, I'm like, new day, his mercies are new every morning, I get into a study with him, guess what, nothing, hearing nothing, like, all right, God, you know there's people showing up on Sunday, right? I have to say something, and just nothing would come to me. At least that's what I thought. See, all I could see in, the, in these moments this week as I was preparing this message, all I could see was just this picture of Jesus. And it was like he was just a little bit ahead of me. And it's like he, he kind of had his back turned a little bit, and it's kind of like he was looking over his shoulder. And it was like he was waiting on me. Like he was waiting on me to, to come and follow him. It was like I was, he was waiting on me to, to take me somewhere. And 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 I was remember telling Natalie, like, all I just, I just, all I want to talk about is Jesus this next Sunday. I want to hand out 500 WWJD bracelets and just talk about Jesus. And I kept seeing this this, this picture of him and in, 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 uh, in my intelligence, I was like, oh, I know what you're saying, God. You're going to provide the message. I'm just going to follow Jesus right into the message, and he's going to give it to me. I can just, yeah. And so I'm like, all right, Jesus, I'm following you. I'm not following my own mind. I'm not following my own opinions or the, the thing that I want to talk about. Jesus, what do you have for me? Guess what? Blank. I'm like, all right, this is getting old, right? And finally I realized, oh, this picture is not about Jesus leading me to a message. It's actually God telling me that Jesus is the message. Following Jesus is the message today. Did you know that He's actually waiting on you in every single area of your life? I don't believe this vision was just for me. I believe it's for you. That literally Jesus is in your life over every single area, over a problem that that you're facing over a situation that you find yourself in, over any kind of circumstance, even the good stuff, even the dreams, even the wants, even the destiny over your life. And can I tell you, in every single one of those categories, here's what Jesus is doing. Follow me. He's saying, come to me. He's saying, walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Keep company with me. I'll give you rest. I'll make it light. I'll make it easy. You see this big thing that's in your life, and it looks like it's going to be hard? It's not hard for me if you would just come. If you would just come to me. I think so many times we kind of act like my son Jackson, and we say, I can do it myself. (laughs) I want to ask you today, are you walking with him, working with him, And does your life sound like the unforced rhythms of grace? If you would say no to that, then we just got to be really, really honest. Then we have to ask ourselves, who are we following? If we're not walking in the unforced rhythms of grace, if we can't say, man, I have some rest, I feel light, I feel easy, then we have to ask ourselves, who are we following? Because Jesus said, if you'll come to me and you'll watch how I do it, you'll live freely and lightly. You'll actually walk in the unforced, unforced, unforced rhythms of grace. You say, well, I really feel like I'm trying to force everything that I do. Well, maybe you're not walking in the unforced rhythms of grace. Have you ever heard the phrase, oh, well, they just have a grace for that? Anybody, you probably said that before. You've heard that before. Oh, well, she just has a, she just has a grace for cooking. She just has a, a grace for hospitality. Yeah, you know what? That term actually comes from the word of God. Did you know that when God puts his grace on it, that it's actually unforced? And it's like a rhythm. It's like a dance with him, that we're walking with him, and we're moving with him. And Jesus could walk on water, so he could definitely do the moonwalk. I mean, he, could, he had rhythm. And we walk and we move with him and we go where he goes and we say what he says. Are you getting this this morning? And we come to him and we begin to walk in the unforced rhythms of grace. Ask yourself in your life, are you coming to him? Are you coming to him? I, uh, I think a lot of us, we, we, we kind of know this. But the truth is we just don't do it. I've already kind of hit on this before, but why don't we do it? Well, we don't do it because I think sometimes we just forget. I think it's really easy for us to take things into our own hands. But I think there's another reason that we don't just come to Jesus and we don't just follow him. And here's why. Because when it comes to following Jesus, you know what we have to do? We actually have to follow. To follow Jesus, I know this is profound. Are you ready? To follow Jesus, we have to follow. You know what that means? It means that we have to do it his way. And that you know what that means? It means that we don't get to do it our way. I'm just breaking this way down for you right here. Y'all following me? In order to follow, we, we have to follow. That means that we actually have to do what he does. It means that we have to do what he says. It means that we actually open up the word of God, which is Jesus, to us. And when we read, love our enemies, then we act different. When we're on Big Springs and we're headed to Roses and there's too many people on the street, I always bring up traffic. I have to, I had to do it this time. And we're in these places where we don't want to maybe do what he said to do. Can I just tell you, If you'll lose your life for his sake, you'll find your life. If you'll come to him, you'll be able to walk. You say, Well, I don't know how to do this. I can't can't be nice. (laughs) You you want me to be kind? Kind. Do you know the people I work with, God? (laughs) You want me to be calm. You want me to be live in peace. Do you understand that I have a child in my house? How? How am I supposed to do this? God, he said, I'll tell you how to do it. I sent you someone to follow, and his name is Jesus. And he said, come to me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I'll give you rest. If you'll walk with me, if you'll move with me, if you'll walk in the unforced rhythms of grace, you can actually follow me, and I'll show you how to do it. You say, well, I've, I've tried to figure it out all by myself, and I just can't figure it out. Duh. You're not supposed to. He's supposed to figure it out for you, and you take his answer, and you do it. We were created to be dependent upon him for everything. For everything. Are you walking with him? Are you moving with him? You see, we have to do what he does, and we have to do what he says. I kind of wrote down some things that 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 follow following means like what does it look like to follow and and I got a bunch of notes about some words that we all hate, like submission, humility, trust here's the one we really don't like sacrifice, letting go of control, all those things yep, that's what it takes to follow Jesus, but can I just say? I just felt led, I don't even want to talk about those things because here's what I realized, that when we look Jesus in the eyes and we fall in love with him, all those things just happen. This is, how, this is why I want you to remember the day you gave your life to him. This is, how, this is why we, we didn't even plan this, but we sang every single song today. Did you notice that it was about him? That it was about Jesus? We didn't plan that, but he did when we look at him and when we fall in love with him. I remember, I remember when I got saved and I, I remember coming home and it was like I would tell everybody about Jesus. I couldn't wait to tell somebody about him. It, it, we, we describe it as being on fire. If you've ever been on fire for God, raise your hand. Man, like you, you remember what it was like? And just like you just, you just get home, you're almost embarrassed about how happy you are. Your parents look at you like, what happened to you? I'm like, Jesus. Jesus did. And you kind of, this is what you feel like you're doing on the inside just all the time. You wake up and it's like, like who can I go and tell Jesus? About? <laughs> tell, I need to tell somebody about, I need to do that again. I felt good. I need to tell somebody about Jesus. How do we, how do we live this way? How, how, do we, how do we get that fire again? How does it get reignited? I'll tell you how it gets re- reignited. Is that when you look ab- above and you see him and you see Jesus and he says, I'm waiting on you. Come to me. Come to me and walk with me. Work with me. Can I just tell you Jesus did this himself? I love Jesus. He never asked us to do something that he didn't do. Look at John chapter uh, Chapter 5, verse 19, Jesus explained, I'll tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. This is Jesus talking. He says the son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son does also. For the father loves the son and shows him everything he's doing. Even Jesus didn't do things by himself. Jesus followed God. And only did what he heard, he only did what he saw his father doing. He only said what he heard his father saying. I remember, uh, I don't know if I, I don't think I told this story. Oh, who knows? We'll just go for it anyway. um, As the Lord showed me this message this week, and he just began to reveal to me about walking with Jesus, I just felt led to, just felt led to get up and actually go on a walk. And just so you know, I hate going on walks. It's like, why would you go walk just really, really slow and just get a little bit sweaty and be a little bit sweaty the rest of the day? Like, nobody wants to do that. Okay, nobody's like me. Anyway, that's what I struggle with in my life, okay? And I was like, I don't want to go on a walk. And uh, my wife always asks me, will you go on a walk with me and the kids? I'm like, I love y'all, but college football's on? Okay. And so I just, Jesus was like, I just felt like he led me to, to just get up and walk. And as I began to walk down my street, I ran into a, an old friend. I hadn't seen him in a long time, a neighbor, and he, he kind of backed out. He was headed to work. He should have backed out and gone the other way, but he saw me and he came to me. And I just began to just talk with him, see how he was doing, share some things with him. He's like, well, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I have a message to preach and I ain't got nothing, so I'm on a walk to find Jesus. That's what I'm That's what I'm doing. And as he left, I just felt the Holy Spirit say, you see, when you walk with Jesus, I'll lead you into divine appointments. As I begin to walk down the street and as I turn the corner, here comes a lady and she's working out and I'm like, well, this is awkward, but I'm gonna keep walking. And she's kind of walking down the, the sidewalk and I get close and I just wave at her and smile and say, good morning and keep going. And I hear the Holy Spirit say, you see, when you walk with Jesus, you actually smile and wave at people. I wanted to keep going straight, but I really felt led to turn. And as I turned and began to walk down the other street, I just, re- re- just hear the Holy Spirit saying, you see, when you walk with Jesus, you turn when he turns. You stop when he stops. You listen when he talks. You want to hear the, the, the one that we all need to hear? When we walk with Jesus, guess what? He's not in a hurry, which means we're not. We hope you loved our podcast today. You can find out more about our ministry at renewlifechurch.com or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great rest of your day.